Bolo, man, Georges Collinet, on a proper worldwide from PRX. That's Bulu, my native language. Bolo means hello, and Mvam is my first name. It's short for Mvam Zambu, which basically translates gift of God. My parents loved me. <laughs> Dieudonné in French, Théodore in English, from the Greek, Theos, etc., etc. Oh la la. We are a long way from my village, Bitié, some 80 kilometers from the main city, Sangmalima. You say 80 kilometers, that's 50 miles. That doesn't sound very far, right? Still, it takes sometimes five to seven hours to get there because it is in the middle of the jungle of Central Africa. <laughs> and the road can be challenging. The red laterite dirt track cuts through the vast equatorial forest that extends from Nigeria to Namibia. Here, the trees are so gigantic that you seldom see the horizon. Luckily, this is the end of the rainy season and the road is almost manageable. Hmm. Well, these are huge puddles. You can't tell how deep they are. Anyway, we are on our way to Bitié, my village, to meet my cousin Eric Nelson Effa, who lives 14 kilometers from the village. I was told that we are all cousins here because we are all descendants of the same ancestor. Eric Nelson Effa is quite a guy. We'll meet him in this edition of Afropop Worldwide's Encounter with the Ancestors on PRX. For 10 years, Eric and members of his associations, the Azania Way Culture, have crisscrossed almost half of Cameroon's 10 regions. The deep north, around Lake Chad, the central region, the Adamawa, and the south, where we are now, to record traditional musicians who are getting very old and are the last repositories of traditional music in Cameroon. time before reaching Eric's village, I remembered a conversation with Dr. François Bingono Bingodo, professor of anthropology and ethnomusicology at the University of Yaoundé. He's also head of the Witch Doctors Association. There is one, yes sir, in Cameroon, and an expert in the traditional pharmacopoeia. I wanted to know why there are so many mentions of ancestors in traditional music. Le concept musique est donc une communication à part entière et il s'agit même d'une communication transcendantale. Dr. Bingo says, music is a communication concept all its own. It's a transcendental communication because in the Negro culture, we say that the dead are not dead. So it is through songs and chants, dances, poetry and incantation, through music that we communicate with the dead and talk to the ancestors. But still, I've always been intrigued by the concept of sacred music. What's the difference between what you call the minor genre, secular music, and sacred music? La musique réservée, la musique initiatique, la musique rituelle. In the major genre, the music is reserved. 
It's initiation music, ritual music that has a sacred character. It is not destined for everyone. However, if it is a sacred or secret music, the public is invited to participate. One can react, answer the chants, clap in unison, show approval, but you cannot dance and you must keep a distance. Au-delà donc de cette classification-là, la musique a toujours quelque chose de sacré en soi. Dr. Bingono Bingono continues. There's always something secret about music because it is the language used for transcommunication, for initiation. It's a dance, a discourse addressed not to the living, but to those who are in the beyond and to whom we say, So and so has left the physical and material world, and he's arriving to join you. Come, escort him, because the road in the valley of dark travels is frightening. Come, welcome him. Come, welcome him. Ancestors and divinities are lurking everywhere. It is on this road that I had a fantastic encounter some years ago. I was driving here in a mini moke, a mini cooper with just a frame and no door, and I was going to my village. And as I was driving in the dark night, rendered darker by the vast forest, I kept on hearing music, American music. It was getting louder and louder as I went on, and I started shivering in that open car. It was getting cool, but I was also getting nervous. Well, I do not believe in witchcraft, but still, it was not comfortable. The worst came when I recognized the voice and the music in the darkness of the African jungle. And then it appeared. A cyclist on his bicycle, carrying his radio set on his head, listening to the radio show that I had recorded on The Voice of America before coming to Africa. Wow, I was relieved. I stopped next to the rider to say, hello. Big mistake. I will never forget his face when he saw me. He had recognized me from publicity photographs sent to listeners. He was so shocked that he fell off his bicycle and ran into the forest, screaming, thinking I was a ghost. Well, the following day, I came by to his village to give him some money to repair his broken radio and bicycle. But when the villagers saw me, they all fled into the forest, sure that the ghost had come to their village. that bridge near Meyome Sala where Eric Nelson lives. I always loved that bridge ever since I could drive because it is long, almost a hundred meters, high and dangerous. There is a set of planks laid to the width of the wheels of a car and if you miss them, particularly during the rainy season, it is bad news. Curiously, Every time I travel on that bridge, there's always a lost shoe crushed on one of the planks. Maybe witchcraft at work. Hmm. 
This bridge runs over a tributary of the mighty Jar River. The smell of all the odoriferous plants growing there is vibrant, spicy, minty, and just wild. It suddenly got dark. Well, that's life around the equator. Every day at six on the dot, the sun is gone, and in an instant, the decor changes. Birds stop singing. From time to time, a secretive civet far away near a marigold sings its mournful cry. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> and if you stop and listen, there are muffled sounds of crushed leaves all around. It could be a small antelope, a porcupine, or maybe a panther. From time to time, bright points shine in the headlights and quickly disappear, giving up the presence of animals that you never see during the day. We have arrived at Eric's, and the whole place is in upheaval. The square, dimly lit, is full of people, most of them seated on the ground. Even the children are quiet. An elderly woman is the only dancer, looking lost in the rhythm. Georges Seba, a formidable drummer and musician, has just arrived from Paris, where he lives. He and Eric are having a drumming duel. Not wanting to steal their thunder, I park my car behind a bush and walk stealthily toward the square to listen. quiet now in the village. As I wake up, a fresh baguette sliced in the middle, ready to receive some jam and a platter of fruits are set on the table. I particularly love those small pineapples. They are pure sugar. Delicious. So are the tiny bananas. Ooh. And here's Nelson. He emerges from his bedroom wearing a pine cloth that looks like a Roman toga. Hey, bonjour, George. You slept well in my little house? Oh, bonjour, Eric. Like a log, man. That road is long and rough. I hope you like your breakfast. It's excellent, Eric. The best. Boy, 
That drumming with George last night was terrific. Playing with George Sabal is always a lot of fun. He lives in Paris, but his her and Saul is always in his village. You have Pepan Domba of Sailu, a specialty of the region. I hear that you love it. Wow, catfish folded in banana leaves with local spices, musup, ginger, piment, and braised under hot ashes. I tell you. Thank you, Maman. Hagiba. After the morning greetings, I look around the small living room where some 3,000 pieces of music and videos archived in CDs, DVDs, and hard drives are precisely lined up on the shelves. Hey, Eric, what do you use to record these artists? We use a small equipment, a digital recorder, microphones, a computer, and a little camera. We unfortunately do not have like any recorders, but what we have is working okay, so that what we use as we travel around Cameroon. It's not always easy, but we are happy to do it because we love our music and what we are doing. Save our culture that we are losing. Barakanaki, Barakatimata, Bayala Banana, Barakanaki, Barakatimata, Bayala Banana, Dinaki, Andi, Min, Mi, Andi, Dodinaki, Kamudi, Baraka, Bayala Banana, Dinaki, Asimaline, Waitata, Alla Barakidin, Yodinaki. Kaywala banana, 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 Kayw
That was Jaudi Nage by Abu Kone from far north Cameroon. Eric, all these things were recorded in remote villages around Cameroon. How did you get there? We do not have any means of traveling, so we use public transportation to go around our country. Sometimes we have to go to far away zones where even cars cannot get to. So we hire motorcycles to get there. Roads are often in very poor shape, particularly during the rainy season. And sometimes we have to go into the equatorial forest where there are a lot of dangerous animals. <laughs> I particularly worry about snakes. There is also the climate that can be terrible. In some places, in the deep north, for example, the heat is terrible. In the south, it's different. We have to go throughout enormous rainfall. Given the political instability in some regions, we cannot record it. However, we did it in 2030. We went in the deep north of the country, despite the multiple attacks by Boko Haram. We stayed there for a week to finish our recordings. Thank God, everything went on very well and no one was kidnapped. It seems that you have done a lot of recordings in the far north of Cameroon. Eric, tell us about some of them. This one, for example, Yuguda Garaya. He has managed to find a perfect harmony between his Garaya guitar, a two-string guitar, and his curious voice. His trio is made up of himself and two Calabash players. The songs are about his adventures for survival. I'm 
ne balla ma da chantar shene balla da da arda moyo tase Interesting, Yuguda Garaya. And by the way, the Garaya is exactly like the two-stringed Ngoni lute. And here is another recording from the deep north by the Tupuri. We had several Tupuri working at my father's farm here in the mid-1940s. They come from the region of Lake Chad, over a thousand miles away. In fact, some of them are still here. Who is this, Eric? Wangso and Mainile find their tradition in the Dwitukuri people of far northern Cameroon. The Dilnarit uses for traditional guitar with the same name as the Rit. The orchestra is made up of two Dilnas guitar and a shaker. One of the guitarists hits his guitar to produce the percussion. It's quite interesting. By the way, the Tupuri lives in the Chad area and has a very rich musical diversity involving several rhythms and dances. I'm not a bad 
Wow, Wangso and the Mainili. The Dilna that the Wangso and his group play is a sort of harp with a body looking like a huge man-sized ngoni. Strings, usually bicycle brake wires, are arranged on a big tree branch protruding from the ngoni-like body. It looks ancient, I tell you, but as you heard, it sounds great. And by the way, there's also a bass Dilna playing the accompaniment. These old traditional styles and instruments have inspired young musicians to follow their elders, but with a twist, of course.
Wow, I love that Derkejo by Isnebo, a song warning Africans about the dangers of migrating to other countries. Isnebo is a superstar throughout Africa and even Europe. With his group Fadish Kautali, he plays what he calls synthesis music that everyone in the Sahel can recognize. Coming up, more discoveries in faraway Cameroonian villages and new sounds inspired by the ancestors. Visit afropop.org for photos and videos from this program. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. The powerful Lamidos of northern Cameroon are formidable-looking kings. They generally wear huge white robes and headgear that reveals only part of their faces. These traditional Muslim kings, who have dozens of wives, were created by the Peul of Fulani, herders of longhorn cattle and horses, always searching for pasture. They travel across the Sahel from the Atlantic Ocean to the Red Sea. The elaborate festivities for the Lamido involve musicians and also groups of horsemen charging at breakneck speed, shooting old muskets into the air. Sanda is the leader of the group Father Ganjan. He was born in a family of griots, the play at the coup of Lamido. The chief, he plays the impressive Al-Gaita, the long traditional trumpet found in the north. He is accompanied by drummers who play twins drums from the Sahel region. It's said that the sound is magical. Sanda with Fada Gandial playing the long, very long traditional Algeta trumpet at the Lamido court. These look like uh, trumpets, you know, playing in movies, announcing the arrival of a king. 
Oh, impressive. <laughs> Eric, I see you have here a musician from the Adamawa. That's a beautiful mountainous area, marking the transition between the Sahelian north and the forest-covered south. Hausas and Pearl handle big herds of cattle there. Tell me about Alex Maigara. Alex Maigari is from the beautiful Adamawa region. He finds his inspiration in the hymns of Baya people, particularly the Zabolo. Zabolo is a kind of dance. He plays acoustic guitar accompanied by the tam-tam player and empty beer bottle hit by a spoon. He is often invited to play in traditional ceremonies. Moina, 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 moina,
That was Alex Maigara with Moinam Sen Sayeke. I like that because it could almost be a pop song. Eric, before we move south, you insisted on presenting Falama, a traditional Pearl musician. Falama was major musician of the Pearl. He passed away recently. And we are proud to say that we spent a whole day with this man who was never recorded until then. This brilliant singer played with a group of Calabash players and of the traditional guitars called Garaya. It was the oldest group in the region. Here's Ilalile by Falama Damgara. Dargala, who recently passed away. Well, without Eric and Azenia Way culture, we would have lost this music. Eric, you have traveled to many remote places in the far north of Cameroon, places where they might not have seen people like you, trekking and loaded with bizarre equipment. How are you received? People everywhere are very happy to receive us. Our recording session in this village have become the occasion for entertainment and joy, <laughs> particularly for the elder. How do you find the right musicians to record? That's not very difficult. In these small villages, everybody knows everybody. Once we have found one, it's usually very easy to find others. Once that's done, we take our time to tell them what we are doing, our mission and how we're going to use this recording. I would think that people would be shy in villages so far out of the way. 
they are not shy. Shyness is not a problem with traditional musicians. Most of them are very open. They are very surprised and moved by what we are trying to do. We are very upfront with them about remuneration, simply because we do not have any money and they realize that. They are usually musicians that have never, never been recorded before and never have seen any recording equipment. And it is a tremendous experience. I remember the two ladies in the deep north. They must have been over 80 years old. They were so happy when they hear their voice. They were just ecstatic. These are moments that we can never forget, they told us. However, during our recording session, we tried to help musicians most as we can. We know that they love to drink traditional wine, so we always have some. <laughs> music from my village. I love it. My uncle Nakongwe used to sing that during festivals. I tell you, we love to drink palm wine preferably in the villages and bottles are put to good use for libation and for rhythm. <laughs> in fact, recording in Cameroon is a challenge and as we have seen, there's so many instruments. The instruments that the musicians use vary from one region to another. In the deep north, they use traditional guitars called garaya. These have two strings over calabash, covered with animal skin. They are used by the poor people who live in northern Cameroon. They are also traditional guitars that look like skora. They call them zilna. There are all sorts of drums, traditional violins and long trumpets found at the court of the Lamido, the imposing chiefs in the region. In the south, there are various drums, tam-tam, balafon, a traditional xylophone made with wooden slates. You find also traditional guitars such as all these instruments are made locally by the artists themselves, but local materials such as wood, animals, skins, goats, and strings. As for sacred instruments, certain tribes do have sacred instruments. They are even mystical. I remember one day we were in the deep north, in the mountain, and we want to record the drum used in funeral ceremonies. We were told that it was impossible because nobody has died. And only a funeral ceremony could bring out the sacred drum. So we pleaded and pleaded and finally the big chief gave the accord to bring the drum out so we could record it. But this got a lot of people very, very concerned. I tell you, I do not know if you will get back home alive.
That's Esani, a modernized funeral dance by Abanda. When my friend Biegbois, an old villager, died, the drummer was playing his heart out. He was almost in a trance as women walked slowly around the bed where Biegbois' body was lying in state. He was dressed in a suit almost twice his size and wearing a tie that I gave him when I was a kid. The women walked a long time, for hours, to honor Biegbois. The Mvet is a mystical instrument that represents the cosmogony of the Fang and Bulu people. This stick harp lute consists of a piece of bamboo with usually three calabash resonators and a central vertical bridge divides four or five strings played on both sides of a bridge. It is used to tell stories and tales from the past. Here is the immortal, as Akwe Obiang was called. <laughs> Everybody realized that we have to preserve our various culture and our musical traditions. Our traditional musicians are getting very, very old. If they all died, we are going to lose everything. Fortunately, the youth is coming to the rescue. Young people are now learning how to use traditional instruments and music and adapt them to their own compositions. In the south, many are learning how to play balafon and drums. In the north, they are composing songs based on the elders' music. Here are some of these young people. We start in my village, in Bitié, with Obe Jazz, a young man who plays a music style called the Bol. In fact, it was my mother's favorite dance style. Obe Jazz started singing in church. The priest there discovered his talent and pushed him to take his gift for music seriously. Obe Jazz has won several awards. He wants to give to Bol the same popularity that the Douala people gave to Makossa. Here he is with Azik Yajal. Hello everyone, it's your girl Chili Hawaii. I'm a singer, 
a songwriter and a promoter of uh, indigenous music from the northwest region of Cameroon. From so to be precise, I valorize great traditional rhythms from where I come from, like the top, which is a feminine rhythm that the women of my tribe used to air out their grievances, share love, sensitize the community. This beautiful rhythm is called the top. Jelu Ava, guitar player, composer, arranger from Cameroon in Africa. I've been living in France for more than 30 years. My style of music is a, a mix between African sounds and jazz. I call it progressive Afro jazz, a kind of smooth African jazz, you know. My African roots are my source of inspiration that is the origin of everything which is why in my albums there's always room for one of more covers of ancient melodies from my country as is the case uh, with Ngolo Wake by Manu Dibango with whom I have uh, often collaborated all my work is based on, on the music of my African ancestors and also on the music of my other ancestors, possibly enslaved, who found the power to create jazz in USA. Christian Akoa and I'm a Cameroonian musician living in Germany. I started music when I was four years old, listening to my grandfather who was an outstanding musician in our village Minkan Mvenge in the south region of Cameroon. Following my ambition to promote the music of my ancestors around the world, I decided to make the following project after my study in a music college Detmold and in the University of Hildesheim in Germany. The project's name Fufulu, English translation altogether. I recorded in Cameroon and in Germany with Cameroonian and German musicians. It is a kind of African opera combining classical voice and orchestra with Cameroonian instruments languages, rhythms, 
dancings and customs. Wow, Christian Aqua with Etoang, the prince, from his opera Fufulu, all together. Unfortunately, it's almost time to conclude our encounter with the ancestors. Eric Nelson FM, great job recording traditional singers of the north and south of Cameroon. Now, what's next for Azania Way culture? Our objectives today are to record traditional singers in the 10 regions of Cameroon and also the neighboring country because people of Cameroon, Gabon, Congo, Equatorial Guinea, Nigeria, Chad, and Central Africa are related. We are looking for people with goodwill around the world to help us in our mission, save Central Africa traditional music from extinction. Great! Thanks, Eric Nelson Effa, a man doing God's work. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and from PRX affiliate stations around the US. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to Eric Nelson Effa, president of Azania Way Culture, and to all the musicians who participated in this encounter with the ancestors. A special thanks to Dr. François Bingono Bingono for his help with this program. Visit afropop.org to view photos and short films of the instruments you heard today and get links to the musicians' YouTube performances. You can also find us on Facebook, And follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by yours truly, Georges Collinet. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and Afropop Close-Up podcast series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. This program was produced and mixed at Studio 44 in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Additional production by GC at the Syncopated Lair in Washington, D.C. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Ben Richmond, and I'm Georges Collinet.